And that's the end of our show. Thank you. I don't you. know what the fuck that was. <laughs> See you next week. All right. After dinner mints 122. Is that right? <laughs> Something like 122. that. 122. Nolan here. Jason. So, fuck. Fuck, I think that was the first time I used my full name, like my adult human name on the show. No, you always say that. Are you sure? Yeah, you always go, this is Jason. I guess it's the little things I have very, very short-term memory for. So, so I have a, I have a thing. <clears throat> That I, I feel like I know what your take on this is going to be, but I'll throw it out there anyway. What is better? Coffee from a bagel shop or bagel from a coffee shop? Oh, shit. Uh, okay, so I should... I should um, like, there's a lot to fucking consider here, right? Like, so I, I did spend... I spent three years as like an assistant manager of a coffee shop that served bagels. So I, sure. I do have a little bit of like a, a, a bias, bias here. Okay. But but we, think of it as a customer. Sure. So in terms of quality, convenience, and everything, right? Hmm. Fuck. Can we come back to this in a couple minutes? I need to know. No. Uh, I think it's... I think it's a bagel shop that served coffee because the coffee shop that served bagels where I worked at least didn't serve their own bagels. They got them delivered from somewhere else and it was fucking amazing bagels, but like they weren't ours. They weren't, you know, it was just like an add on to the coffee. See, I feel like I, I am probably just as big a coffee snob as I am a bagel snob. And I would prefer, I like, Given the option, like, I don't want bagel shop coffee over coffee shop coffee, but I don't want coffee shop bagels at all. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I can doctor up coffee sure. shop coffee. I could add cream. A gallon you know, of sugar, like, sure. I prefer coffee black. Like, I prefer coffee black. If I add cream, then I think it's too bitter. But, like, I can doctor up coffee shop coffee to make something tolerable but you can't make a shitty bagel something that's like tastes good like it's still a shitty bagel so fuck i had a, i had a uh, i had a but there are like you said coffee shops that like get they get bagels from somewhere else and they're really fucking good bagels so the coffee shop i worked at coincidentally it's uh, maybe it's worth noting maybe i just want to like blow smoke up my own ass but uh it did win an award. <laughs> it won an award um, okay. from one of the the indie newspapers in the city at the time for uh, best place to get a breakfast sandwich when XXX place is is a line around the block or something, right? So it was like the the booby prize, but, but it was, uh, uh, we all know it's not as good as this place award. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I was very proud to take ownership of half of that, like backhanded award because I, I made bagels on, or I made, I made the sandwiches rather on Saturday mornings. Um, but that was, that was as close as I ever got to like bagel stardom. Yeah. Um, like I'd rather get coffee from Korshak bagels than get like, you know, go to like the, my favorite coffee shop and get a bagel because they're always shitty. Like, I mean, they're not always shitty, but like. For the most part, they're shitty. 
I have to be pretty hard up, like no sleep uh, on the road somewhere to get a coffee from a bagel shop, honestly, because I don't, I mean, I don't, I realize I don't really drink a lot of coffee out anymore. Like I just, I really enjoy my coffee. Maybe it's since COVID and people have stopped. I don't know what the fuck it was really, but, but I find I drink most of, I prepare most of my own coffee. Uh, I'm, I'm a little, little in column A, a little in column I, B. So like my, if I I'm, get, I get, co- I drink so much coffee that like I will wake up, make an espresso and then go to the <laughs> coffee shop. Like if, if I'm out on the road, um, I'm almost, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit that my go-to coffee would be Wawa yeah. because I just, I just don't have like a, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't had, not, I've not had a good experience at a coffee shop recently at all. Like. I've only been disappointed or yeah, that's it. There's one like two doors down from my new office and I paid like five fifty for a fucking cup of like hot coffee, hot house coffee with a shot of yeah. espresso in it. And I don't think the kid had ever made espresso, honestly. Yeah, like I, he seemed like he was just like pressing buttons and fucking whatever. Um, I don't yeah. know. I find it, this, this is such a, this uh, we're, Two minutes in, and it's like an unbelievably fucking snobby episode. But it's like <laughs> I can't. There, like I have a low, low tolerance for shitty coffee from, like an independent coffee shop. Yeah, and like there's a handful of them in the area. Like there's a place around the corner from me, and it's like I want to like them because they're local, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say their coffee's bad, but. It's not special. Like, not that it has to be special, but it doesn't make me go like, like, I don't wake up going like, oh, I want a cup of that. You know, like, it's, and they have really fucking shitty attitudes in there. And it's (laughs) like, it's way, it's way worse because it's like, this is such a small town, right? Like, this is a tiny little fucking town. You can walk from one end to the town, you know, in minutes, you know, it's an under 10 minute walk to cross the entire town, like without a doubt. So it's like, if you're in that small of a community, don't be an asshole to your customers. You only have, like, 500 potential customers. Sure. Like, but be fucking nice, especially if you're going to serve shitty coffee. Sure. I was going to say, I don't think the issue is their attitudes as much as it's, like, the independent coffee shops lack a consistent approach to preparation because they... I feel like they don't. They often don't have any, if not like a, a, a well implemented, um, like training, fucking like regimen, like a, a list of things to do. Like this, like if you go to Dunkin' Donuts yeah, or whatever, yeah. it's like two shots of espresso, grind the beans, like press the button, wait for the thing to. Fill, yeah, it's like the owner. There, it's like the owner the who thought this. it. Like they they did a week at Starbucks. They thought it would be fun to open a coffee shop, and they tried to teach you with shit they remember. Yeah. And like they don't they're know like, what hey, the fuck why, they're like, hey, go watch either. some YouTube videos on espresso maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like No, you're not wrong. But then there are like like there's a there's a chain. There there are so there's there's a coffee shop in Collingswood. Mm-hmm. Um fucking excellent. Like excellent. Like Greek family owns it. Um everyone who works there is related. Everyone does a great job. The drinks are fucking great. They do not make their own coffee. They use Intelligentsia, which is, like, one of the best coffees in the world. And they just, they order that, and they sell it. And it's, like, it's hard to make a bad cup of coffee with that. Like, even if you make the drink wrong, it's still good because it's just such good fucking coffee. Mm-hmm. But um, 
there are two places like in the general area, like one called Royal Mile and another called Evermore. Mm -hmm. And they're like maybe two of the best coffees I've ever had in my fucking life. Like ever, ever, Mm -hmm. ever. And um, like even if they were a dick to me, I would go in there. Because it's just really like I I'll wake up and I'll be like, I'm going to, you know, Evermore's not close, close. It's like 20, 25 minutes away. Yeah. But like I'll drive there for it. Like the coffee's that fucking good. And like I'll usually if I go like I'll get a bag and bring it back and like, you know, I'll make it home for a while. And like the other place I go once, maybe twice a week. But once like the first trip, I always buy a bag of coffee and that's what I make at home. Mm -hmm. And then like the second trip I go just because like I like going there because I like everyone who works there and like I just don't want to make my own drink. So I'll drive five minutes like who cares. But but I wouldn't buy a bagel at either place. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, so so living in the city, I walk to most of the places I go to and. I have one, I have like a local coffee shop that's like two blocks away. And then, so my office is like eight blocks from my house. And on the way to there, there's just like, there's two other coffee shops. One of which I would consider the office's coffee shop. And one is like my house coffee shop. Uh, Both of which fucking suck. Like, um, Reanimator, this place near me. It's, it's, I've, I've never had such poor fucking coffee. Like time and again. And I, I want to like it because it seems like there's a lot of people there that are like, Whenever I pass by, there's like customers there, inside, outside. They're they're beverage in hand. They're sipping on it, and they look generally pleased with themselves. It's just so a hipster. I shop. feel like I'm missing something. You know this. I know Reanimator so well. It's my ex-wife's brother who worked there for a long time. <sighs> so I fucking. It's just a hipster shop. It's not. It's, it's like, not good. It's like they take like their old car. This is what this is what mugshots used to do, which isn't in business. The place I used to work at, but. They just take their old ass like yesterday's coffee, leave it out on the counter most nights, and then come in and put call ice in it, coffee. and then call it yeah. iced coffee, and charge you more for it to yeah. get less fucking coffee, and yeah. it's fucking infuriating. Like, anyway, um, it's it's clearly what they do there, and their iced coffee is just piss poor, and their other coffee isn't better. Um, so I I don't drink a lot of coffee out. Maybe that's why. Um, yeah, no, Reanimator is like mediocre at best. Yeah, and it's like it's it's just not very good. Do you know do you know how we live in like the in the northeast of the United States is like the pizza and like bagel bread capital yeah. of, besides maybe Paris the world. Yeah. Um so I feel like like Europe is that for coffee. Like all of Europe is that for coffee and Well, Italy. Italy sure. is that for coffee. Well, so so Europe like in my in my brief travels which was like Paris and Amsterdam um uh so I went into I went into a chain, not by choice. Like it wasn't like I went to Amsterdam to go to Dunkin' Donuts, but I was like running late to get to a plane, and it just so happened that there was a Dunkin' Donuts next to the hotel. So I stop in for like a quick cup of coffee and a bite to eat because we have two hours for the plane. And it was such a fucking clusterfuck of like an experience in there for me. Like the fact that I had no time was the reason I went to Dunkin' Donuts, right? right. Like if I had an hour to wait, I would have gone fucking anywhere else to get food, right? Right. So I go in and I, like, I get a coffee and order a coffee, which they, they don't have coffee there, of course. It's, like, Americanos, but that's besides the point. And a, and a, a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Um, leaving aside the fact that they didn't know what, the guy at the store didn't know what an everything bagel was, and I had to explain it to him, like, what an everything bagel consists of. They only had plain bagels, and their bagels tasted Why like, did you take the time to explain it to him when it was obviously not a product they had? It just it blew it, the whole fucking like thing. he worked oh, no. there. So this so is like, this is why. So so it wasn't a fast food transaction. Like I went in there, I ordered the fucking coffee. The 
There's a kid who, like, starts grinding up espresso and, like, steaming up milk and whatever for a fucking Americano. And then the guy, the cook, goes and gets some raw fucking bacon, raw fucking bacon, right? And puts it on the griddle and puts, like, the little, the weight on top of it for yeah. it to cook. And I'm just looking at him like, where the fuck am I? Like, I have two minutes and you motherfuckers are sitting here, like, making me a fucking gourmet, like, Dunkin' Donuts breakfast. Like, this is not the time or the place to do this shit right now. So I had time to kill because bacon takes fucking like ten minutes to cook. Yeah. So I'm I'm like talking to him about everything bag like everything bagels. I still actually I told him I was going to um I was gonna go back and, and mail him some bagels or whatever like some of those uh and I, I haven't done I, it's on my list of things to do to this like Dunkin I'm Donuts. sure that guy no longer works there. He oh I think he was the owner I think he I think okay. he was the owner he yeah I don't I don't know but uh but so the point was I guess that. Dunkin' Donuts had a fucking remarkable cup of coffee. Like, it it rivaled most any, like, it totally shit on Reanimator. It shit on fucking Bindi and the yeah. other, like, B, whatever place down the street from me on Frankfurt. Uh, it just, it, it's, it's, and I thought then that, like, this is the, the worst coffee that Europe has to offer, and it's fucking better than Reanimator. So what am I doing wrong? Or what are we doing wrong, I guess? But I guess it's where you put your priorities, like. It's, well, I mean, like, Reanimator is really popular, but that's just because it's a hipster shop in a hipster neighborhood. Sure. Like, they're not, they're not supplying the local restaurants, and that's because they're not very good. And, like, they have, what, two locations? I only know of one. They've, but... they, I want to say they have two. And it's just, it's just crap. Like, it's just one of those things, like, you know, like, I'm all for, like, support local business, but they only get support because they're a local business. It's it's like if they were, like, a microbrewery that went and just sold Budweiser all day yeah. long. Like, yeah. cracked open Budweiser, poured it into fancy bottles, and we're like, here you go. <laughs> well, it's like, like, if you look at Philly Coffee, right? Like, first of all, there's La Colombe. And, like, La Colombe is based out of Philly. It's very good. It's, like, widely considered one of the best coffees you can buy. I didn't know it was based out of Philly. Like, yeah. I didn't know that was their home. Yeah, place. that's their headquarters. That shop on Frankfurt, that's their, like, world headquarters. Oh, Like, the shit, La really? corporate offices are in the back of that. So, actually, that... Okay, so that would be my second coffee... Like, that's the second option for me in, in yeah. real, my office area. So, maybe I, maybe I should yeah, give them a and shot. Yeah, li- and listen, like, I like La Colombe. <laughs> I like them a lot. Yeah. You know, would I put them in my top five? No. Would I put them in my top ten? Maybe. That's like three doors down, three they're, blocks down. They're from very fucking good. Yeah, I have to um, check it out. It is the only coffee in the world that's ever made me feel jittery, ever. It's also the only coffee shop I've ever seen selling alcohol. I think, I think they sell alcohol there. Uh, I believe that one does. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so like La Colombe was like the pride of the city, like in I'll terms of coffee, and then it blew up, and then like, so like you know places like Reanimator became like you know the like, the places that the hipsters supported because they were like, oh, La Colombe's corporate, man. Like, once they started, like, you know, opening in airports and in New York and shit like that, it just became, like... Mm, like uh, insomnia cookies, kind of? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, Rival Brothers is very good, you know? But then you have, like... Like, you have Elixir, Elixir... But a lot of the coffee shops in Philly that are good shops just sell La Colombe. They don't have their own coffee. They're just selling La Colombe. I feel like some of them sell, like, Folgers, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. But, um, like, Ultimo? Ultimo is, like... The guy from Ultimo has actually, like, won several, like, coffee roasting world championships. Like, There's that a... guy is legit. Yeah? Like... 
fucking legit. What is this called again? Uh, Ultimo. Ultimo. I feel like I, I feel like I was just shitting all over the Philly coffee scene. It was really just the ones in my very immediate area that were kind of. Yeah, no. There's actually like a guy who's considered one of the best roasters in the world. Fuck! I gotta um, check this out now. Is out of Philly. It's uh, let's see. There's. I'm updating my notes for tomorrow. <laughs> there's three. They have three of them. Yeah. And and the fucking the dude there. Those two shops that I just said were like some of the best coffees I've ever had. Like on the Jersey side of the river. Both of them apprenticed under Ultimo. Huh. So yeah. like, the guy knows what the fuck he's doing. I'm gonna have to check these out. But um, way better, way better than like. There's some good coffee in the city, but like it's that's way better than anything. How is Ultimo's had. bagels then? I don't think they have food at all. Oh, now that shit. I'm thinking about it. Maybe they do. I think there's one at UPenn, unless that's Elixir. But I think Elixir might just sell Ultimo coffee. Hmm. Um, but because that's the other thing, like these guys don't just have their own shops. They also supply at the other local shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know if the thing, if the one at UPenn is an Ultimo or an Elixir, but Elixir just sells Ultimo anyway, but they sell like, like crumb cakes and shit like that, but that's like all they fucking sell. Yeah. And fucking crazy shit that we noticed the other day. Speaking of coffee and bagels, this is so local. This is so local. No one who's listening is gonna give a fuck. <laughs> um, you know, Spread Bagels. I do. So Spread Bagels is owned by Saxby's. Oh no! I didn't they know just that. opened in Cherry Hill, so they're like a half mile down the road from here. And we're like, fuck, I'll, I'll go try it. Like, Spread's a very specific bagel. Like, it's not, you know, if you're like, oh, I'm craving a, like, a New York, New Jersey kind of bagel, like, you don't go to Spread. That's mm-hmm. not what they do. Um, but what, they're good at what they do. It's just, you know, it's off the beaten path. But Spread is owned by a coffee company, and they sell La Colombe coffee in there. Which, like, it dawned on me while we were waiting for our sandwiches yesterday. I was like, it's like, they fucking sell La Colombe. And she's like, yeah, so? I'm like, they're owned by Saxby's. She was like, oh, shit, really? Saxby's like, wrote, like, they do their own, right? Or no? Don't, don't they, they? they have their own roaster, yeah. It's really fucking weird. They have their own roaster. So they sell a completely different coffee. Yeah. Out of their, you know, out of their sister company, which is fucking crazy. Hmm. I, uh, yeah, fuck, man. We do, I, I feel gifted to live around the bagel and pizza places that we do, but... I guess I often feel jaded with coffee, unless it's my own. <laughs> well, what do you make at home? Um, recently, I've been going in on some Pete's and some Whole Foods coffee. Nothing, nothing spectacular, actually. But it's more like, it's more, I guess it's more like having nailed the measurements. Like, that's what I realize now it's all about. Not to get, like, really analytical and nerdy on, you know, fucking how to brew coffee, but it's really fucking about the weight and the measurements. Like... If you're measuring the water accurate to the coffee is, like, everything. And the mm-hmm. temperature, obviously, is everything. And so, like, the pour-over lets me do that. And now I have a good idea. Like, I measure... I, <laughs> if, I, if I have, like, 30 seconds, I'll sit and weigh out my ground coffee on my little, like, kitchen scale. And then I'll put it into there, like, to be accurate for, like, 12 ounces of water or 10 ounces of water. And God damn it. Like, the first day I did that, it just fucking... I, like... It was like I had been, like, making fucking poop water all day or all like all my life and i just realized how to add you know the flavor pouch to the poop water or something i don't really have a good fucking analysis or a good uh 
Yeah, I'm not following what you're saying at all. <laughs> I don't know. It was like it was like the day I learned how to wipe my ass properly. Like it was just it changed the game for me. Like now I make like a cup of coffee that I enjoy so fucking much that I don't want to go drink it anybody else's. Yeah, like, no, that makes sense. Some generic old like Acme coffee does it for me at this That's point. That's like fucking getting the like the machine downstairs is just like it's like almost unfair. Like I don't want to go to a coffee shop because I have that. But like now it's like like I have a real fucking problem where when I get something I'm like I'm I don't ever need anything nicer than this. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like maybe I get something nicer than this. <laughs> and you know like we were just having that conversation. I was like yeah. I might fucking drop like fucking ridiculous money on a guitar. I dropped ridiculous money on a guitar last April. And it's like I'm just like I'm never going to own anything nicer than this. This is it. Like I've I've reached the peak and yeah. now I'm like Maybe I'll buy an even more expensive one. And I feel that way about the coffee machine downstairs. Like, I would 100% get, like, a fucking Brasilia forehead fucking, <laughs> you know, p- get plumbing fucking directly to the machine, spend 20, 30 grand on it, and fucking install it into my counter. Like, definitely, I would fucking <laughs> do that. If I didn't think there was a possibility that I could potentially move somewhere else within the next 10 years, I would absolutely... <laughs> absolutely install like a fucking thirty to sixty thousand dollar espresso machine Jesus in the counter Christ. complete with plumbing and everything because you can't beat it like you're never gonna go anywhere else and you know what I would still go somewhere else because I like going to coffee shops I have <laughs> I have I felt really special I have like a cuisine art like one of the bougie ones right you uh-huh. know like it's a pot of coffee but then also it's a single serving like reusable k-cup dispenser sure, yeah um, but I ignore both of those to, to do the pour over and like a shitty coffee filter. Yeah. Like a re, you know, just to steal like finely great. Do you ever do a fucking, uh, oh fuck. Why can't I think what the fuck they're called? Mocha pot. The fuck is that? The mo it's the little, it's like the pressurized pot. Like you put the water at the bottom, you stuff the grinds into the fucking top, tamp them down a little bit. Like you wouldn't, sp- it's, it's like a reverse French press. Countertop espresso. Like a reverse it, French press kind of sounds um, like. Um, not exactly like you're not totally off, but what you do is like you put the uh, almost the way a percolator works, okay. honestly. But so like you you have two pots and they screw together, and the bottom pot has a funnel into the top pot, and you put espresso you grind the espresso and put it into the top pot, and then it goes through, and then it brews the coffee into like the pot on top of that, and yes. then you pour it. Like that's actually the I- true way espresso is made. So I actually, um, I have something, I, I believe it's the same thing that, that you're describing for camping, for outdoor, for like cooking, put it on a fire. Um, yeah, you're probably thinking the same thing. It's almost like a double boiler for like coffee pot kind of, right? More or less, yeah. I have, yeah, I have like a, I have an outdoor version of that, like a, a stainless steel thing. That's, that's like basically the best, like this. Yeah, yep. yeah, that is basically like the best coffee you can make. Period, and yeah. and like an espresso machine, even like the best like espresso machine in the world, isn't going to replicate that. Like it'll get close, but that's that's it. That's the epitome. Yeah, I've had like I've had one like that for that I go camping with like the last couple of years, and yeah. it's, it's like singed all over and blackened and charred, but it, it works fucking awesome. Yeah, it's the, it's the fucking best. Oh yeah. So now I want some more coffee and some fucking bagels almost. Yeah, now I want coffee and I was <laughs> trying to like not drink it, but that's fine. I yeah, it's been it's been very necessary for me lately. I like I think I've stepped down. I was for prior to this like like 2022, I was averaging like 6 hours of sleep a night. Maybe, sure. But now I'm down to like 
four hours and 45 minutes, probably, right. like right. average across, across the year. Yeah. And that's very noticeable. Like, I, I realized that. So, yeah, I have, to, I have stepped up my caffeine game a bit, especially because I, I smoke quite a bit of weed, and without it, I would really be asleep. Yeah, I've uh, I've recently been getting tired again, like in the way that I used to, and it's kind of like falling asleep while you're driving. No, I haven't fallen asleep driving yet, but just like whole days where I'm like, oh my god, I can't fucking function, or like mornings where like this mm. morning was like that. I was just like, I can't. I have some I have that sometimes. move. Like I'm fucking paralyzed. I can't get the fuck out of bed. It's like it's really not think, for me. Do you think that's what being forty is all about? Or do you think it's only Maybe, getting worse? I used is to that, feel like that in my twenties too. So it's like hard oh. to fucking. You remember mm, my yeah. fucking falling asleep driving? Like I still haven't done that in a while, and I'm hoping to avoid that. But <laughs> maybe it's like the way I've been eating recently. I don't fucking know. But like it's gotta, it's gotta stop. I remember you chugging down five hour energies in the car on the highway, and then still <laughs> falling asleep. Falling asleep. Still immediately after two five hour ener- like ten hours worth of energy, like swerving into the. The the rumble late what's the, the rumble the rum- strip the rumble strip yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ so um a couple nights ago I'm asleep and uh, and I'm I'm waking up a lot because like one of the dogs isn't feeling so fucking great so she has to go outside like way more often than I mean she goes outside a lot at night anyway honestly that's probably the fucking reason that I've been falling asleep so much because like. Allegra doesn't fucking get up. Just not sleeping through the she night. She just doesn't shit. get up. Like if the dogs are like, like want to go out, she just doesn't fucking get up. So yeah. like I do it. So I wake up like at least three times in the night to fucking bring the one dog out. The other dog will sleep straight through. And um, this one particular night, she like had the runs, so she kept fucking going. So it was like you know six, seven times and bringing her out. And then like I'm just like dead. And. Uh, in my dreams, I'm dreaming about breaking the talks outside. And, dude, I had this fucked up. So, in my dream, the dogs are outside and they're barking, right? Mm-hmm. They're just, like, losing their shit. Like, and she's like, you need to check on the dogs. You need to see what they're barking. I'm like, fuck it. You chat. Like, I'm tired. Like, you check on them see what they're barking at. And she's like, no, no, no. You got to see, like, you know, whatever's going on out there. Like, I don't want to, like. You know, like, it's making her nervous or whatever. So I'm like, fine. So I I go outside, and the dogs are barking. And in the backyard, there's a sheet with a light shining on it, like, creating, like, a silhouette. Mm-hmm. And my next-door neighbors are in my backyard hanging from my tree in a sex swing. This is a dream, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. All right, okay. I thought you actually woke up to the middle of the night to let the dog out, and this is happening. Like, that's a very fucking different thing. Yeah, like, this is a dream, right? <laughs> fucking, so in my dream, I go outside, and, like, my neighbors are in a sex swing hanging from my tree. Wait, the ones, uh, which side? The only ones I know, actually. Well, I actually know them. And I know the ones in the back and to the... Along the driveway? Along the driveway. Sure, okay. These are the ones okay. who are, like, super nice people. So, you, so you're envisioning them, like, fucking in your backyard so, in the middle of the night? So I'm like, what the fuck? And now I'm, like, yelling at the dogs. I'm like, calm down, because I'm like, they're going to bite my neighbor's dick off. Because he's, like, you know, in a sex swing. And um, he comes out from behind the sheet and just, like, shoots me a dirty look and wraps a towel around him and, like, walks away. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And then I wake up and, like... Like, I was like, what? And then, like, it occurred to me, like, in my dream... 
that I was dreaming, and then I start fucking laughing at how ridiculous the scenario is, so I laugh myself awake. <laughs> and then she's like, what the fuck are you laughing at? And then I tell her, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I'm, like, laughing about it all fucking night. But then the next morning, I saw my neighbors, and it was incredibly awkward. <laughs> like, 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 I felt like I had actually walked in on them the night before, and I couldn't make eye contact with either one of them. So I just, like, avert it and pretend I didn't fucking <laughs> see them. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. You might be the only person I know that can laugh yourself awake. Like, I've, I remember, I mean, I think there's been, po- there's been an episode or two where you've fallen asleep and have woken up, like, mid-episode talking about, like, like laughing about hot dog water or something. Like, like hot dog water. What? And I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, a, it's a talent of yours. Yeah, that is something I haven't done in a while. Although, I guess it was, like, a week ago. So, my kid knows how to, like, get me to sleep talk if mm-hmm. I'm already asleep. Like, <laughs> she's going to, like, convince you to start fucking doing She, like, she does the same thing that Ken does. Like, she's just figured out, like, the right tone of voice and, yeah, like, sure. you know, whatever. So she'll, like, get me going, and then she'll, like, wake me up. Like, I'll wake up because she'll be laughing. I'm like, what? And then she'll tell me everything I said. I'm like, just stop. Like, stop doing this. <laughs> but the other night... She's, like, getting me to sleep talk, and then she, like, she convinces me in my sleep to allow her to have a bunch of cookies. So she's, like, asking me for Oreos, and I'm like, yeah, sure, go have Oreos. Like, because she's telling me that it's, like, a good idea, so I'm just, like, agreeing because I'm very agreeable when I'm asleep. Sure. And um, so she has, a whole like, a whole pack of Oreos, and she's eating it, and she's, like, giving them to me in my fucking sleep. It's harmless when it's Oreos and she's nine, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So fucking, I take, like, in my sleep, I just, she hands me an Oreo and I stick it in my mouth. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I wake up, I'm like, how the fuck did an Oreo get in my mouth? And she's sitting there with a pack of Oreos, like, rolling on the floor, fucking laughing at me. Because she convinced me to con- to allow her to have a whole fucking, like, and do it, and like, a whole fucking thing. Whole thing. Like, a whole fucking pack of Oreos. Like, go- like that I bought that day gone like three sleeves like devoured yeah. and like there's one like in my face and i'm like how the fuck did it get here and she's like dying laughing at me <laughs> i uh so i had a i had a doctor's appointment recently uh uh-huh. um it was the least traditional doctor's appointment i think i've ever had in my life least um, traditional yeah okay well so i okay so i've it i seem to have discovered the ability to purchase uh medical access like dentistry or doctor's visits on Groupon. Like the fact that this is a thing, right? Like I can save money. I don't have health insurance right now until like next year starts again. So if I want to go out of pocket to clean my teeth and Groupon has a 50% off coupon, I'm going to fucking go to Groupon to get my my teeth clean now. So when I did that and they then started to advertise like selling me the ability to get like a medical marijuana card, I signed right the fuck up. Right. So I finally had my my appointment with them, like my doctor's visit. Yeah. Um, it was like, it was it, if it's possible, it was almost more shady than going down to the hood on like standing on the corner and like holding a twenty dollar bill in the air and asking for some some weed or something. Like it was, it was on par with that, I guess. Like the whole thing fucking took place on my phone. Um, I had to. So okay, the the doctor's visit lasted like two minutes and fifty two seconds, right? Sure. Like. I timed it because I looked at it. I mean, you could see the fucking the time of the call sure. when I ended it. Um, 
my doctor's my doctor's name was Tiffany with no A's, like T I F F I N Y. Um, That's there's an T I F F I N Y. Yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany. Uh, okay. And her last okay. name was it was Doctor Tiffany Toon. Like um, so. Anyway, she this was. This sounds like a fucking. I, so my well my this sounds like a character from Roger Rabbit. The, the but doctor. Okay. So I had an appointment at twelve o'clock with this like this Indian woman who I guess didn't show up or whatever because it was it was through a service that their sole purpose is to get you prescription marijuana in sure. the twenty five or whatever states it's available right. Sure. So they basically like streamlined the process where you don't have to go and talk to a doctor about like anxiety or slip. Well, you, I guess you kind of do, but you don't have to go and like really talk about anything. Um, they ask you like they give you a list of every single thing you could potentially. Uh, qualify for getting medical cannabis for it. Sure. And they just say, which one of these are you? Yeah, check off. So I checked the ones that were me. And then, so basically, like, Dr. Tiffany comes in, <laughs> and she's, like, a younger black woman who has her uh, medical scrubs on. Right. She's sitting in her living room, right? Like, with, like, it, I, I swear to God, I, I heard, like, faintly heard her TV in the background, but she's sitting in her living room with, like, her, you know, she has, like, a, a plaque or two on the wall, but... She has medical scrubs on as if she's going to go and, like, perform some kind of fucking... Like, like it's acting. Yeah, yeah, like it's Yeah, that, like, yeah. why do you have scrubs on? <laughs> you don't take an appointment in scrubs. You're you sitting go at to a desk. The, yeah, like, behind you the You go fucking... into the operating room in scrubs. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first thing. The second thing was... I, I, it's I knew it's it. like... It's like... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like if you were fucking... <laughs> Zoom calling a trash collector <laughs> at his house, and he just it's like was sitting at his kitchen table or sitting on the couch with fucking the green coveralls covered in fucking dirt, and you're like, "You're home, yeah? Why are you dressed <laughs> like this?" I mean, it was it was Sunday morning too. Like she, she I, I highly doubt <laughs> she go, just got home. You actually like you go to like the cheesecake factory, and there's just like someone sitting there like a trash collector uniform. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Well, you want to know that you know. I guess it's. I guess it was. It was. It was a presentation thing. Right? That's fucking hysterical. Which is, is whatever. So, um, so the first thing she says to me is like, I'm whatever, blah blah. blah. And she's like, so, and she just jumps right in. She's like, tell me about your PTSD. And I like for a second I had to stop and think about it, right? Because I like, where do I begin, right? Like it was such a fucked up traumatic experience. Sure. So I start to tell her like just a bit of it, right? And like. Three or four sentences in, she's like, oh, that's awful, right? <laughs> like, just interrupts me. <laughs> like, I just tell her at the very beginning. And I, I thought she genuinely wanted to know. Like, I, Yeah, no, she I, just wanted to move on with her fucking day. <laughs> I imagined that the, the appointment would have taken 10 to 15 minutes. Get out of those fucking and scrubs. I, and I wanted to talk about something for a couple minutes, right? I had, I had just gone, oh, I wanted to talk about something for a couple minutes. Yeah. I had, like, taken the time to go sit in, I was at Amanda's house, so I wanted peace, so I went and sat in the garage, and right. I, like... You know, um, uh, she just didn't give a fuck. So, so after like a couple things, she's like, she's like, oh, that sounds awful. She's like, so, and then she just totally like shuts me down. She's like, are you homicidal or suicidal? And I was like, oh no. And she's like, okay, Mister Montana. She's like, let me tell you what we're gonna do. And she's like, we're gonna approve you for some medical marijuana today. This is not a doctor. This is not a doctor. I can show you the thing. It, this is an actor. They, um, I, so I checked the, the Pennsylvania medical, uh, medical patient website, and Dr. Tiffany Toon's signature was on the thing or whatever, right? She signed off on my thing, so the state was like, okay. Uh, so she's like, after about a mi- less than a minute of actually like communication with her, she's like, this is what we're going to do. And then she told me what the next step was. And then 
the last 52 seconds or so, she was literally trying to get me like set up to refer me to use her again next year. She's like, so when this expires, you're going to want to come back to here because I'm going to take care of you like blah, 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 blah. And that was it. And then she fuck up the, like hung up the phone. And then I get a little like notification on my phone and it's like, congratulations, you have been approved for medical marijuana. <laughs> I thought I was fucking a game show, dude. I thought I was living what? in a dream world. Like I, I've smoked weed for like 24 years illegally. And I always imagined that it was this, it, actually I did try to get it legally a couple times. And the one time I was on meds, like seeing a psychiatrist, he refused to give it to me. And uh, the other time uh, was in the where where did it say she was based out of? Um, it just said that she was licensed to practice in Pennsylvania. So the service was called Leafwell, um, L E A F W E L L. And basically, I believe all they do is get people prescribed to medical marijuana. So. So this is how crazy it is, right? So on the East Coast of the United States, you can get a doctor's appointment seven days a week from 5 a.m. to fucking midnight, man. 5 a.m. to midnight, you can go see a doctor. At 5 a.m., 5.15, on a Sunday morning, you can get a doctor's appointment at 5 o'clock to get medical marijuana at 5 in the morning. It's just, it's like a fucking medical marijuana card factory. Was this her? (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, holy shit. It, it looks like that looks like her ugly, like older mother or, or older sister or something. But maybe I was going to say she had black hair with like blonde tips. Right. So so the whole thing reminded me of like she was like the cash me outside girl. Right. Like she had that attitude. She had that like this is what we're going to do now. And she had fucking bleach blonde hair like as a <laughs> whatever. I don't want to resist her. No, it looked more like the first one. Okay. Way more like the first one. Um Maybe she just had makeup on. I don't know. The one's a doctor in Maryland and the other in Georgia. So, yeah, it just said, it just said license in anywhere. So this whole thing is, like, you could go on and you could see a doctor almost any time of day. And any, if you just go in and, like, log into the, quote, waiting room, right, within five minutes, you'll have a doctor, like, looking at your, your um, papers, which just says, I had PTSD or whatever. Right. And then, like, picking up the Zoom phone to, like, chat with you. Um, it's, it has to be the easiest fucking gig, like... For a doctor that there could be, right? Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't even know. Loose with quotation marks, doctor. So I, in the end, I, I just felt like it was almost a sham that, like, that it was like it's been this thing where like the the government has been like lording it over me. They could arrest me for this thing all the time, and I finally wait to like go and get it done legally. And I felt like it was just like. It was just the like, biggest fucking joke after covering your ass for all this time. Yeah, they're just they're just like I don't even know, man. Fucking I don't I have no point of reference of what it, like no like it's like like Trump University or like fucking like uh, McDonald's like like um I don't I don't know. I don't know like McDonald's gourmet restaurant factory. I have no fucking clue. I have no point of reference to this, man. It's just driving me crazy. It's like the 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 medical like equivalent of fucking I don't know. Salvation yeah, like Army. It, was, it was like, like a the Kang- Salvation Army. Salvation like, Army. Yeah, like the, of like if you're going clothes shopping, it's like going to the fucking Salvation Army. Place. It was like a kangaroo court. I don't know. My brain is like all it was fucking right like now. it was total bullshit. Yeah, that's what you're it saying. Was. It was like a scam. It was. But so in the end, Groupon uh, for the low low price of fifty dollars um, got the monkey off my back that I've lived with somehow for twenty four years, and now I now that I don't now that it's not like an illegal thing for me. I'm trying to come to grips with if the 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 luster is gone, like the the, you know, if it's like the honeymoon period is over. The first 24 years was the honeymoon period, right? And, and now, now it's like, who gives a shit? No, it's not that. I'm just being an asshole now. 
but yeah, so that was my experience. And now I don't have to worry about being like arrested for actually getting a ticket written for so, smoking weed. So there's no like, once you have a card, like it doesn't matter where you acquire it from if they catch you because they can't be like, show us where you got this from, right? Yeah, no, they can't. They, um, it's just limitations on the quantities you can have. But, yeah, like, um, if I, like if I was walking on the street with prednisone, they wouldn't be like, which doctor prescribed this? They no. would just like see it in the fucking thing. They might ask right. for your name and then like yeah. your identity, your, your license to verify that that's, they match. But Your, yeah, um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, the problem, I guess, with the United States is that it doesn't, it's, it's a state-to-state thing. Uh, and I learned this the hard way. Like, when we were, uh, Amanda and I were down in Delaware um, a year ago or so. Right. And she had a medical card in New Jersey, and they didn't give a flying fuck about that. Like, they literally just, like, um, she asked if they could, like, the guy could just make a note of it on the ticket because we were going to go fight the ticket, right? He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it at all. So uh, he explained that there was no uh, reciprocity laws. I guess New Jersey doesn't, like, scratch Delaware's back, so they don't scratch yeah. New Jersey's back. Which just seems like bullshit. So um, it's like, it's just, it seems like such a ridiculous formality for this little tiny chance that I might get caught in the city that I live in where it's decriminalized anyway. So what happened with, with that, with her getting that ticket? Uh, oh, I, don't, I mean, we like, we both got a ticket. Um, I, I just paid the tickets for us because otherwise we'd have had to, I would have had to go to fucking Delaware and sit in a fucking court all day to, right. for like, I think it was $120 or $115 a piece. Right. So Gas it was like, tolls it was just like weighing, fucking 80 bucks anyway. And, and taking the trip for the day just to make a point, like, yeah. it didn't seem very uh, worth your time. No. That's what the fucking tickets are all about. It's like, it's just making it a more. Get, writing tickets for most things, I feel like, is just all about making it inconvenient for the person. Just inconvenient enough. That it's less of a hassle to pay a ticket. It doesn't matter what it is. Sure. <clears throat> like, I, anything where a ticket is involved, I think that's what it comes down to. It's just like, let's make it a pain in the ass. Yeah. So it's easier to say, fuck it, and pay the ticket. Of course. Yeah. Well, so now the alternative is, like, now you have to pay the state, like, a one-time fee to, to be, like, get into the program, right? So, like, for Pennsylvania, it's $100 to get in and then $50 to renew it. And it's just another way of, like, taking your fucking money, I think. It's just another yeah. way of, like, ticketing you or whatever it is, yeah. you know? It's like remember. fucking seatbelt tickets and shit like that. Like, yeah, you the cops will pull you over and be like, "Oh, well, you were doing twenty over the speed limit, so I could write you a ticket for that, and you'll get points, or, or I can meet my quota Jesus. and I can give you a three hundred dollar ticket, and you'll pay that, and you'll get no points, but I still get to meet my quota." And like, they'll just fucking tell you to your face. Oh yeah, no, I've you had know, that. Like, I, yeah, I've had that happen. I, I had, a, I had a fucking. I was telling this to to a, a cop that I know. It was probably a different cop than the one you're thinking of. But, like, a, a friend of, like, Allegra's wife's husband. Allegra's wife. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> My fiancé's friends. Okay. <laughs> husband. <laughs> I'm a Mormon now. <laughs> Fucking her friend's husband is a cop and um we only see each other like once or twice a year when like we're doing her work events but we get along really well mm-hmm. and um we were talking about this the other day cuz he was talking about how like like what pieces of shit a lot of cops could be and he's a cop so he's like you know I could fucking point it out and i was telling him the story about this dude who pulled me over on the turnpike and he was like <coughs> he was like you can fucking tell was like a brand new, like, just graduated fucking the academy 
fucking cop. Yeah. Like his hat was too fun. Like it literally, like it was a joke. Like, like I felt like I like I literally felt like like I it was expecting somebody to pop out with cameras and fucking tell me that like, you know, I'm I'm being fucking punked or something the way this fucking little jerk off was fucking talking. Yeah. Because he was like, you know, fucking like five one, his hat was like falling over his fucking face. <laughs> you know, like as he's talking to me, he's like He's like, he's talking like this and like, like just like trying to make his voice deeper and assert himself and yeah. like shouting. And it's like, what are you shouting at? He's like, I, you know, I was like, he's like, you know why I pulled you? I'm like, I don't actually know why you pulled me over. Why did you pull me over? Because I saw you on your phone. I'm like, I, I think you couldn't have seen me on my phone because I'm not on my phone. Mm. Like, I think, I, I think actually my phone, if I remember right, I had actually dropped my fucking phone in between the seats while I was driving. Not that it mattered because like every, like you've been in my car, everything's on fucking Bluetooth. Like yeah. you're just like, like I could press a button. I'd be like, call Jason. And my phone will be like calling Jason work number or cell number. And I'll be like, cell number. And it'll be like calling Jason cell, you know, and bring, bring you. If I get a fucking text message, it's like text message from Jason. Yeah. Hey, I'll be over in 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Would you like to... Res- like, I don't need my fucking phone in the car. I don't. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you didn't see me on my phone. He's like, are you calling me a liar? Are you calling me a liar? I'm like, I'm telling you I don't think you saw what you're saying you saw because I was like, was it someone else? Like, I'm hardly the only silver SUV on the road. <laughs> but like, I definitely was not on my phone. I don't need my phone. And he's like... He's fucking arguing with me. I pressed the button. I was like, see, watch, like, call the office, calling. And I, like, see, there's no reason for it. And he's, I'll see you in court if you want to contest it. You want to keep fucking giving me shit. I'll give you another ticket. I'm like, for what? (laughs) For what? Telling you you didn't fucking see what you saw? Okay, fine. I'll go to court. Fucking we'll make a day of it. I go to court and he doesn't fucking show up. And, like, half the time that's what happens. Like, and that's what it is. Like, they just try to make it so inconvenient. Yeah. Like, it's such a hassle. That they won't, that, you, that you'll just suck it up and pay. Especially if it's on, like, the fucking, like, the turnpike because it's, like, the state police patrol it. But you have to go to court in the particular town you get pulled over yep. in. And it's highly likely that, like, if you're driving that road, you don't live anywhere near the fucking place that you have to go to court. But mm-hmm. luckily it was, like, one town over from my office. So I was like, I'll, I'll fucking do that. I don't give a shit. So, you know, we made a day of it. He didn't fucking show up. And it's just about hoping it's fucking inconvenient enough that I just pay the tip. I'm like, I'm not paying a fucking $300 ticket because you're trying to meet a quota. Fucking Dudley do right. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I do think there's I do think there's a fairly like large contingency of police officers that were that are just taking out like their high school years on the world. Like mm-hmm. they were just like the five one guy, like just didn't get. Like laid, didn't have friends, or didn't yeah, whatever didn't get it was. laid, didn't get picked for the football team. Sure, fucking. and has a fucking venge- like a, a chip on his shoulder and yeah. wants to pull over everybody or Just whatever. Pull somebody over, make a fucking. There was another time. I told I was telling this guy about this as well, <clears throat> where I'm driving down. Um, I went hiking, right, like up in, up in like, uh, like the Delaware Water Gap. Oh yeah. So that's my that's my jam. We're driving back from hiking up there, and I'm driving through Flemington. Flemington is like a nothing really, you know. There's like a couple shopping centers, but like other than that, there's like it's a farm town. Yeah, you know, like there's no apartments. There's no mm-hmm. like it's just farm town. And I'm like, I'm getting sleepy, so I fucking pull over into a Seven Eleven parking lot. I go in to get a coffee. Cop car is parked in the parking lot. 
we get a coffee, we come back out, we start driving, you know, like a mile down the road, like, whoop, whoop, fucking we get pulled over. You know why we pulled you over? No. How much have you had to drink tonight? Nothing. You've had nothing to drink tonight? I've had nothing to drink ever, as a matter of fact. So, yes, I've had nothing to drink tonight. We were swerving all over the road. I was following you for about five miles. Like, sir, this town isn't five miles long. Like, you have not been following me for five miles. He's got a big fucking, you know, you're fucking, you know, I've been watching you. You're all over the road, you know. But I was, and and finally, my friend who you know is, who will remain nameless for podcast purposes, Mm -hmm. is also a cop. And he's in the car and he's like, and he just leans over and he's like, excuse me. And the cop's like, you know, now the cop is like, like, oh, you have something to say about it too? And he just fucking holds over his badge. He's like, as a matter of fact, I do. And he fucking hands him his badge and he's like, I know you're Sergeant. He's like, you have not been following us five miles. You have been following us since we left the 7-Eleven parking lot, which was not even a full traffic light back. He's like, I saw you in the lot. I watched you turn out after us. He's like, you just saw two younger people that you thought were easy marks and you were going to pull us over and we were going to get nervous because we were driving home this late. So we're probably drinking. He's like, and it's probably a safe bet. He's like, but you picked the wrong car. <clears throat> He's like, so how about you give me your badge number? And then he starts backtracking. Oh no, it doesn't need that. It doesn't, you know, you guys <laughs> could just go. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you can, you can give me your badge number now. So we took the guys. Fuck, I, I guess apparently, it is true that, like, people get in a lot of shit if you fucking do that. But it doesn't mean anything if you're a civilian. But if you're, like, a cop from another department saying, like, this is what your cop fucking did and I was in the car, they, they will take it seriously. Could, so. could a civilian ask for a, a police officer's badge number? Yes, you can. And receive it? Like, do they, is yes. that, like, something you're, like, is that privy information you're privy to? Whatever? Yeah, I mean, it's on their chest. You could fucking sure, memorize guess, it and yeah. write it down. Well, but, yeah, like, yeah. My memory's not that good. I mean, that's what people say. Like, you get their badge number and you fucking report it and you file a complaint. And, like, it's, it, I guess it goes to, like, internal affairs or whatever. Or, like, what, you know, it, it starts a fucking problem for them. Sure. But I think the most it really does in most cases is, like, make their life inconvenient for a day or two. Yeah. Before they're, like, you know, before they call the cop and they're, like, don't be an asshole. Because mm-hmm. people don't just ask for badge numbers if, like, they think they're... Sure, but I, I feel like if enough people do that to somebody, it has to be like then it's a like, noticeable trend. You know, a right? trend, right? Yeah, exactly. But like, I think like I think the assumption is that most people aren't brazen enough to do something wrong and then ask for a badge number on top of it, because you have to think like, okay, I'm on body cam, I'm on microphone, yeah. like wherever I am, there's you know, there's probably fucking sure cameras in the street light or like like, yeah yeah. if you fart and it smells bad like yeah i'm pulled over next to a store there's fucking security cameras i mean we fucking turn over cameras footage to the police all the time like Mm -hmm. just for shit that happened like you know like hey a place got robbed about two blocks from here we think the guy ran past here can we get all your camera footage between you know this time and this time on this date and we're like all right we turned should it, all the time we're turning over fucking camera yeah, footage. Sure. So it's like I think just the assumption is that like if you're asking for the number, then the the cop probably did something wrong because it'd be a pretty bold move <laughs> to do the wrong fucking thing and be on camera and the cops being polite and courteous and saying like, "Well, sir, I pulled you over because of X, Y, and Z." Well, no, not not, not necessarily. You know, and then polite, you're like, "Give me your though. badge number, jerk off." <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, just I just meant like in general, if they were. If you just got a ticket that you didn't think you deserved, like, I guess, you know, my, my brain is... Well, the badge number's on the ticket. 
Oh, it is. You're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Typically, I feel like if you're asking for a badge number, it's like they're not giving you a ticket. Oh, they're giving like, you a fucking hard time. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're like, fine, go, because like you're just like not caving to whatever they say. Because I think like I'm painting with a broad brush here. Like I'm friends with a lot of cops, and I don't, I don't have that like all cops are pieces. Yeah, of no, shit my mentality sister works with them. Sure, yeah. So like. But I agree with you. I mean, probably 50% of cops are just dickheads who got fucking picked on a lot in high school, so now they're taking it out on other people. Or they were the dickheads who picked on other people in high school, so now they... Yeah, yeah, they're just like, why why give it up? Keep it going. I don't need college for this? Great. Fucking do it. (laughs) I have to take a fitness test once, and then I can fucking get fat? Awesome. Sure, yeah. Fucking... (coughs) um, But what was I fucking saying? Like, um... No, I think most of them are fucking fine. Most of them are just, like, doing a job, and it's not a big deal. But, like, there's definitely a fucking good portion of them, and I've certainly dealt with a lot of them, that are just, like, hoping the fact that they're in a position of authority makes you nervous enough that you just say, yes, sir, no, sir, I'll pay the ticket. I'm sorry I won't mm-hmm. do it again. Even if they're fucking saying something you didn't fucking do. I mean, Cruiser fucking Cruiser Park once. I got fucking... I had a cop, like, want to search my fucking car. Like, I, I remember fucking... I was, like, 17. I got in a big fucking fight with my girlfriend. And on the way home, I just parked in that fucking parking lot in Cruiser Park just so I could, like, stew mm-hmm. in my own shit. Like, I didn't want to go home and, like, deal with my fucking parents. Like, yeah. so I just, like parked in the parking lot so I could just fucking steam and be pissed and fucking, you know, just cop just sees like a 17 year old in a car, you know, shining his fucking lighting. Why don't you get out of the car? I'm like, I don't have to get out of the fucking car. Yeah. You know, I, you know, open up the trunk. We want to see what's in there. I fucking literally, I am parked. I'm not doing, I'm not opening the trunk. Do you have a fucking, is there a reason for you to fucking search? Did I do something to lead you? I'm not fucking doing it. Give me your fucking badge number. Oh no, 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 no. Like, you know, like, a lot of them are just fucking dickheads that are hoping that you're intimidated enough to not call them on their bullshit. So when you go badge number, all of a sudden they're like, they don't want to give it to you. They don't write you the fucking ticket. They like realize that, you know, they realize that you're not just like, Oh shit, it's a fucking cop. I should be intimidated. So they start fucking backtracking because like they do get in trouble for that shit. I, uh, I read it's like, it's the equivalent of a customer complaint. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not going to end their career, but it's going to make their week a little shittier. They'll put like a, they might put a little note on yeah. there somewhere. I um, I read this, uh, this, this. I guess it was a socio-analytical study that looked at. It tried to, um, it tried to position the fact that the automobile was significantly responsible for the racial divide in the country, and for like, uh, so okay, hear me out. So, so. Um, like African Americans' interactions with the police began taking like a significant like uptick around the time that the automobile came out, and the uh, the professor had posited that the reason being was um, once we got automobiles, we started driving from state to state or city to city. Um, the jurisdiction of police ends in like the county or the the state or the town, right? Uh-huh. So the only way that they could really like enforce um, any kind of laws or whatever was to open up the the jurisdictions then to allow 
um, to allow people to like to be just pulled over for whatever reason, whatever it was, right? Like you didn't, you lost it. It opened up the ability for probable cause. You didn't have to have a warrant anymore to search something because before you'd only be searching the home or your business, right? So you had to have a warrant for such things. But in an automobile, you're driving and you're moving, and the, once the jurisdictions were removed and and you're driving like wherever it is, um, the automobile is effectively like your property and your home or your space or whatever. But you do not need anything more than probable cause to search that. Like you don't need a warrant to search a car, right? right. So the they're saying that um, police would use that to to zero in and focus on African Americans in a significantly larger manner, which would then like you know increase uh, racial divide and hatred for the police, which only like it just becomes like a systemic thing, and then it's like. You know, then there's people like NWA out there making music about shooting cops. And then it's like, it's just, it was like, it's almost like a snowball thing. But it kind of, it made sense to me in a way. It was, this was, I think, I think I read this on, um, you know. But is that the car is responsible or the car made it more convenient to profile? Well, so the car, the car created a, yeah, it created a, it created a place, like a, a piece of your property that was, didn't need a warrant to be searched. Like because you, the cop could come yeah, into you my need car. Probable cause. To yeah, if he car. was like, "Hey, I saw you smoking a joint," he could be like, "Get out of your car! I'm gonna tear the car apart. If I find drugs, it's mine." Whereas, like before, if it was your house, you'd need a warrant to do that. Right. So, um, huh. so they were just basically basically saying how the automobile had really furthered the the divide between like blacks and whites. Um, That's and I, interesting. I it, could see it, that it was a unique. It was like it's a it's a unique circumstance and, and situation, but it. It kind of makes sense. Like, it lends itself. Nothing there doesn't make sense to me. Um, but it was just a really unique, like, thing I had never really thought about. Like, how black how black people were put down by the automobile. <laughs> huh. So, yeah. Yeah, I, was, could, uh, I could see the reasoning behind that. I think I read I read that through... Do you know the guys, the Freakonomics guys? Yeah. Stephen Dobner and something? Yeah, yeah. I think it was, uh, like, one of their, like, an intern or somebody that worked for them or something had put this out. Um, huh. Yeah. I really kind of love those Freakonomics guys. Like, I'm into, like, analytics and sociology and shit, and they really look at, like, ridiculous circumstances. Like, the they justify becoming a prostitute. Like, if you're living in Chicago, say, like, being a prostitute, a high-end prostitute versus working at McDonald's flipping cheeseburgers or, like, selling crack on the corner versus, like, working at Burger King or something. Right. And they look at the economics of both, and they almost make it seem like McDonald's and, and Burger King are, like, non-choices, and the drugs are, like... The choice, well, yeah. financially, but anyway, yeah. it's just like really interesting uh, takes on shit. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Because I need to really go out there and promote these New York Times bestsellers to get more books sold. You do. You need to help them. They, uh, this is, is probably exactly the boost that they're looking for. To be honest with you, you know, that's what Fleshlight told me too. Fleshlight was like, dude, Jason, we got to thank you. Sales were upticked like point zero 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 one percent we sold we sold a fleshlight to somebody in iceland like we sold three in scandinavia it was amazing they patted me on the back for that one there are do, do they have heated ones they would probably go over well in those cold I countries think, i think they do but i've never i've never splurged it make a lot of sense we are uh we're an hour in do we want to call it a show uh yes i just wanted to tell you about some one other thing that I had on my mind. Is that hitting the post? It'll take me approximately a moment to do. Sure. Hold on a sec. Okay, so yeah, I really need to get another flashlight because I, it's, mine's kind of wearing out. So maybe I need to start talking about that things more often. And so I guess that's it for now this week. Until next week, it's going to be something like that. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Talk. That was kind of-